हेलो स्टूडेंट्स आई वेलकम यू टू माई पॉडकास्ट आई होप ऑल ऑफ यू आर डूइंग ग्रेट सो नाउ योर न्यू सेशन स्टार्ट्स एंड आई विश यू गुड लक फॉर दैट सो आई थॉट दैट लेट्स मेक सम लेट्स हैव सर्टन डिस्कशन रिगार्डिंग द बिगनिंग ऑफ अ न्यू सेशन so the first thing that i would like to say uh, that uh, before starting any new session what we should do is that we should reflect our past session or past year being reflection reflection means what like uh, with respect to your studies uh, what you can do is that you can write down minimum three points that you did well in your studies throughout the last academic year okay minimum first of all i'm i'm ju- i'm just saying that it would be it should be minimum 3 points maximum it can go up to 10 20 whatsoever as per your choice so minimum at least you should write down 3 points that you followed very nice very nicely throughout your academic session of last year and uh, you find them worthy that uh, they were worthful in uh, in a way that they helped you score good marks in your academic year in your past academic year it could be anything like you attended all your lectures of school and uh, maybe if you are taking any coaching or anything like that you completed all your assignments on time you always followed your timetable you cleared your doubts every time with your respective faculties whatever your faculties whatever your teachers told you you followed them religiously and uh, you you maintained you took care of your health also maybe that could also be one thing that you took care of your health throughout the year because of which uh, you were you were every time you were active attentive and focused in your studies or else it could be something like that you never missed your unit tests or uh, any small test that are conducted in school or at other places so in the way like these could be certain points that you can follow that you can follow and uh, you should note it down because these points will become the foundation of your next next academic session also like for the next academic session these points will be some of the fundamental points that you should follow okay that uh, you know now you have an evidence that last year i followed these points and my year was my last year went very nice in whatever sense it was uh, it was that it was very nice and i believe that these points these topics would be helpful these uh, followings these principles would be helpful for me in this academic session also so this is one thing that you should do what were the positive points that you followed last year which you think might have definitely contributed in your 
progress in your performance this is one thing second thing is that in a similar manner you will write down minimum three points that you would like to improve in this academic session maybe there were certain things there were certain uh, uh you can say there were certain habits or there were certain uh, uh shortcomings limitations in your preparation in your studies that you would definitely follow this time and uh, uh, you know that uh, might be because of those limitations you lost some of your marks last year maybe you didn't revise properly maybe you didn't uh, maybe you haven't done your revisions on time maybe uh, just opposite of the previous points that we have discussed maybe you haven't cleared your doubts properly with your teacher or you didn't focused on time management while giving your examinations or you didn't uh, get give uh, didn't give much emphasis to your presentation skills while writing your examination or uh, you taken certain lectures very very lightly or you skipped some of the topics while preparation of your final exams and because of which you lost your marks so again you have evidence for that also that you followed some of these things you followed some of these limitations and you lost your marks so that could be the second aspect okay and then after writing them down now you commit yourself that now this i won't be repeating in my upcoming academic year so that will be beneficial for us that will be something like now you are learning from your mistakes the mistakes that you did in the past and you are promising yourself that you won't be repeating them in the next academic session all right so i hope students uh, you understood something uh, very deep and very meaningful stuff in today's podcast okay and uh, we shall be making this series of certain series of podcast that we shall be making uh, in upcoming days that will be based on how you have to kick start your the academic year your upcoming academic year so this was the first one okay in a similar manner there are some other topics also that we shall be discussing in upcoming podcast all right so god bless you all take care everyone see you soon okay students so after you have written all the shortcomings or means uh, all the limitations or the positive efforts that you had followed last year now you have to make your own constitution constitution means what you note it down you note down all these points all the positive efforts all the positive points that you followed last year on one sheet of paper and the limitations that you think were in your preparation in the other sheet of paper and uh, make it like you can write on the top my constitution okay and now you have to paste these two pages in front of your study table wherever you study and you should voluntarily deliberately whatsoever you should at least read them two times every day okay 
before going to bed and after waking up because see it's very easy to make rules it's very easy to learn some new stuffs students but uh, they become automatic uh, or we start to follow them automatically or in the very easiest manner only when we start revising them and because of those revisions those uh, those uh, uh, all the revisions that we shall be doing because of those revisions what will happen they they will enter into our subconscious mind now what's the concept of subconscious mind and all those things we shall be discussing in some other podcast but one thing should be kept in mind that uh, like whatever stuff we do naturally automatically that is all because of our understanding and knowledge of that particular thing which is stored in our subconscious mind like the way we sit the way we speak or the way we walk okay the things that we like or we dislike so all those reflexive tendencies of our bodies of our bodies is because those uh the information experience memory of those particular things or situations are stored in our subconscious mind and uh, that storage is mainly because of revisions okay like uh, uh again i won't be discussing them too much right now but just one thing i would say that make it a habit to revise your these two things like uh, the positive efforts the strong points that you followed last year and the points that you would like to improve this year so that both of them can influence your performance in the positive way you have to note it down you have to paste on the wall and promise yourself that you will read them throughout the year yeah it won't take hardly it will take hardly 1 minute or so and uh, you have to promise yourself that throughout the year you will be reading them one time after you know before going to sleep and one time after you wake up that will be one thing and in the meanwhile if you want you can change the font of your uh, like you can change the writing pattern of your constitution also if you want you can print them okay you can just type them in a piece of paper you can take the print out you can paste it there or if you want to increase some points later on maybe after one month or two months you want to add some more points in both of them in the positive effort section or in the limitation section that also you can do okay that's completely your choice that's your constitution and you have a complete uh, hold on that okay but yes you should follow it religiously because this is an important aspect okay just writing and pasting on the piece of paper on the wall won't change our destiny or it won't change our way of thinking or way of executing the stuff the things that we do in our life it becomes possible when we start to act accordingly and we act accordingly only when in most of the cases like again shall not be discussing all these concepts right now but yes we act accordingly only in most of the cases when the things are already stored in our subconscious mind okay so this is our 
this is the second step that you will be following okay and you will begin your academic session in this manner all right so thank you so much students we shall be connecting later on bye hello students after reflecting our past and making the constitution now we should focus on our goal planning goal planning means we should decide how much percentage we want to score in our final exams and that percentage that target percentage should be specific so based on your understanding based on your capabilities you can decide any percentage that you want and surely if you will put efforts in the right direction you will definitely achieve it so like for example maybe you can decide that i wish to score 95% marks in my final exams or anything it should not be general it should be specific 95% 94% 98% 100 it should not be above 90% or above 85% or between 90 or 95% don't make don't plan your goals in that way okay because this is an important thing because after we had made a specific goal now in the later podcast we shall be discussing that how this thing uh, will be helpful but uh, making a specific goal will help us in measuring our improvement throughout the year on different aspects we shall be discussing about it in upcoming podcast but yes a little bit about it i have discussed in my previous podcast also where i have talked about benchmark score and other stuffs so if you want you can check out those podcast also but definitely for the time being right now you should keep this thing in mind that you have to make a specific goal okay you not make a specific goal you have to decide a specific goal and don't worry about any other stuff don't think that whether you would be able to achieve it or not whatsoever no it's not like that it's not at all like that you just decide based on what comes from your what is your gut feel okay what you are thinking from within based on that you decide and after deciding it now we will you will write down your goal statement okay goal statement goal statement means for example you have you have decided that you will score 95% marks in your final exams so like we have discussed about the constitution okay so in your constitution at the bottom side of the page or in a new page you can write down that i have scored suppose you have planned 95% so i have scored 95% marks in my so and so exams like my final exams of class 9th class 8th or uh, my board exams of class 10th whatsoever right so in that way you can make your goal statement and you will mention this statement also in your constitution and along with the other parts that you have written in your constitution the positive efforts that you put last year and uh, 
the limitations that were there in your education last year the points so along with revising those stuffs you will also be revising this goal statement every day before going to bed and after waking so this is again one important aspect that we should follow throughout the year so that subconsciously with respect to our subconscious mind we can become strong enough and we can act accordingly in the right direction so i hope you got some understanding from this podcast all right so thank you so much for the time being students and we shall be connecting in our next podcast with other aspects that we have to take care of when we are beginning our new academic session all right thank you so much bye hello students in this podcast we shall be discussing what actually goal statement means or what is actually the meaning of goal setting goal planning based on what i know okay so uh, it's based on my understanding of goal setting or goal planning and uh, it is not just a one way of of understanding this concept it's a very broad concept and different people have their own different views regarding it so i would be sharing my own views so they are not complete views they are not whole views okay but yes based on my understanding what i understand about the concept of goal planning i'd be sharing regarding that <clears throat> so according to me goal setting or goal planning can be broadly divided or it can be broadly defined or explained by three words three words what when and how i repeat what when and how what means what i want to achieve so this was our statement our goal statement that we talked about in our previous podcast that uh, i have achieved so and so percentage in my annual exams in my board exams that is my what second one is the second word with regard to goal planning is when when means by what time i will achieve my goal so in your case it's obvious that you will achieve your goal when your results will be published so uh, this word is not really important for this goal in your case because obviously like let's say maybe your result would be published uh, next year by the 31st of may so obviously 31st may will be your deadline okay it will be the day by which you will get your result yeah but you if you will be making other goals that that we shall be discussing in upcoming podcast a more detail and this is of this concept of goal planning so there obviously you will have to apply certain deadlines like for example on a random sake if i say like there is a a person and uh, he wish to reduce his weights uh, he wish to re- reduce his weight like currently he is uh, 80 kgs and he want to reduce his weight to 75 kg so he can make a goal statement something in a way like i have reduced my weight by 5 kg 
by 31st December 2022 2020 whatsoever so in that case definitely because that will be your personal goal that that is the personal goal of that uh, person so he will have to put a deadline okay that is an important thing that is one of the important uh, 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 criteria while while planning your goals that there should be a proper deadline okay nevertheless we shall be discussing about these concepts later on in detail but right now if i say one was our goal statement what i wanted to achieve okay and for our case when is not very important because it's already pre-decided that your when will be you will get your goal your goal will be fulfilled on the day when you will when your results will be published and the third word is how this how is the most important thing okay it's one of the most no uh, no it's not correct for me to say that it's the most important all the three aspects are important so uh, anyhow uh, how is the process okay your what is the result what and when are the components of result your how is the process okay process means how will you achieve your goal like what efforts you will take to achieve your goal and uh, it's a broader concept and uh, there is no proper uh, well-written pathway according to my understanding there is no proper well-written pathway or proper well-written um, procedure by which uh, you can uh, that you can follow and you will definitely achieve your goal right means <clears throat> there are certain uh, you can say uh, there are certain obvious efforts that you will have to take in order to achieve your goal but there is no proper you can't say there is uh, there is no proper uh, 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 you can say step by step procedure or a proper one one by one principles that you can follow and you will achieve your goal it's not at all like that it's not at all like that so like for example if i say like uh, for example if somebody has to lose weight again if we talk about this previous example so yes um, there are certain proper basic fundamental efforts that he will he will have to do okay going uh, joining the gym eating healthy diet and uh, taking proper rest whatsoever n number of things are there reducing the intake of junk food that could be some some obvious efforts that he will have to do but yes it depends from body to body also of a person it depends from mind to mind also of a person some persons they can uh, give themselves more pain they can sacrifice more they can focus more on a particular activity so in a way maybe they can achieve their goals more fastly as compared to other person those who are not able to do so so yeah there is no proper procedure but yes this thing could be done okay like it's it's possible like we can create our own uh, methodology so in our discussion in our in my upcoming podcast in my next podcast i'll be focusing on this whole concept of how so i'll be explaining my point of view with regard to your planning like for example if uh, um, I would have been the student of your age and if I would have been preparing for any exam 
so obviously it's not possible like because uh, i am an experienced person i have experienced things so i can think on that level but anyhow let's suppose that under those circumstances what i would be doing so that the concept of how we shall be demystifying in our next podcast okay so thank you so much students see you people later on bye good evening students i welcome you all again to my podcast so in today's segment we shall be discussing the concept of how so students the concept of how is actually the procedure by which we shall be achieving our goal and uh, there is one obvious concept that we can keep in our mind when preparing or planning the process is something like that uh, like we know certain proverbs whatever you sow so you reap or uh, like in uh, for example in physics we study for every action there is equal and opposite reaction or uh, in uh, chemistry we study like whatever will be the type of the reactants you will get the similar kind of you will get the products in that reaction accordingly means i am just trying to tell you that uh, the results whatever results we are expecting whatever goals we are expecting from ourselves we we are expecting to achieve that will directly dependent that will be dependent on the intensity of your process how intense your process is or how more and more aligned your process is is with regard to your goal that you want to achieve okay so this intensity or this alignment of the process with the goal is something that we'll have to understand like for example uh, let's let's crack down this puzzle in the simplest way like how we can suppose you want to for an example you want to prepare tea at home okay let's suppose if you have any idea about it like i'm just taking a simple example so for example you have to prepare tea or okay let let make it more simple you want to go somewhere okay right now you are staying somewhere in uh, okay like you are staying in mumbai and you want to go to delhi so reaching delhi is our goal it's our target that uh, i'll be reaching delhi on uh, so and so day by so and so time and so and so is my train okay by which i will be doing it i'll be reaching delhi but the whole process regarding the preparation of delhi how you will be going for delhi okay how you will be uh, reaching there this whole process will be determined will be your how statement this will be the how component of your goal planning like it will include two types of things according to my understand uh, my understanding number one categories are those set of things that you shall be doing <clears throat> to achieve your goal okay like you have to go to delhi so first of all you will be deciding like the first obvious thing will be how i will be going so by train by plane or by road you will be deciding accordingly you will be deciding the uh, date on which you will be going to delhi and uh, how much uh, will be the cost how much will be the time 
and for uh, like what you will be taking to delhi what will be your luggage okay will you be going alone or with somebody your family member or whatsoever you will be planning okay this is an obvious thing that we often do okay like if you even want to break this thing like you go to school for example if i suppose so going to school is reaching school is the goal and uh, before that whatever preparation you do that will be the how component of your goal right so everything so it includes two things the things that you would be doing and the things that you won't be doing both are important same goes with this long term goal planning that we are about to discuss that first of all you will have to understand that in order to achieve your goal you will have to make the set of things that you will be doing okay that you will have to do to achieve your goals and the second you will have to make the set of goals that you won't be doing or if those situations will happen that can dis- uh, that can uh, uh, remove you from the path of your uh, uh, suppose uh, this achieving goal then how will you deal with those circumstances okay so to what things to what actions you will say yes and to what actions you will say no both of them will be the process which be included in the planning of the process of achieving your goal i hope i make sense students i would like if you can after every podcast you can meditate over what we have discussed in that podcast because uh, meditating is very important okay that you can understand that what was the correct thing what was not understandable was not understandable and uh, uh you can left your comments and uh, you can let me know you can connect with me and you can share your uh, uh you can say uh, your uh, uh queries so that we can have a have a further discussions over them okay so anyhow that is one thing that uh, how means what how means you will have to identify the type of the actions that you shall be doing to achieve your goals and the type of the actions that you won't be doing or if some opposite things come into play okay that can deviate from your path of achieving your goal then how will you deal with them okay so that these are the two things and in our upcoming podcast we shall be again going to depth of them all right so thank you so much students for this podcast let's connect in the next one all right take care everyone bye hello students welcome back so now uh, we shall be further discussing this process like before like whatever we had discussed in the previous podcast before understanding what will be our yes actions and what will be our no actions first of all we'll have to define okay we'll have to define what our goal statement means mean what does it mean what i am saying i am saying that in our previous podcast for example we took an example that our goal statement will be that i have scored 95% marks in my final exams okay that was our goal statement now we'll have to define it define it means what now what do you mean by this you have told that you will uh, okay you have decided that you will score 95% in your so and so exam but what does it mean actually what does it actually means basically the meaning of this whole concept means that let's break these 
this statement okay i have scored obviously we can understand these words in english 95% in my final exams okay so what this 95% means okay so let's define this concept 95% means in a typical mathematical sense what we can say is that for example in my exams in my class 10th syllabus there are six subjects right there are six subjects physics chemistry maths biology or uh, let's suppose any okay science maths social science english hindi computers whatsoever there are six subjects so 95% means on an average i'll be getting 95 marks in each and every subject in my final exams i hope it makes sense for example if i have six subjects and in each subject if i am getting 95% marks if i am getting 95 marks like in each subject i am getting out of 195 marks 95 marks in maths 95 in science 95 in social 95 in computer 95 in hindi 95 in english that means my total average will be 95 only 95% only so that 95% will be it will be what it will be my marks i will be getting that marks only so this is my definition it means in order to score 95 marks percent marks in my overall exams on an average in each subject i will have to score 95 marks in my annual exams okay this is my definition about what my goal statement means okay it's a simple clear cut understanding that 95% marks means scoring 95 marks in each and every subject that's it that is the overall understanding of this complete thing that we are discussing right now right so this is one thing students okay we have to define our goal statement <clears throat> so after definition now here will come of an important thing that if i have to score 95 marks in every exam how will i score it okay next obvious question will be how will i score like i have planned that i'll be scoring uh, i have to score 95% marks in every subject so here comes the question that how how will i score 95 marks in my annual exam in mathematics 95 in hindi 95 in english 95 in science 95 in social science how so for that we'll have to understand what are the different factors that determine our performance during our examination okay suppose if i want to score 95 marks in my exam my mathematics exam that means my level of performance during that examination should be of the level of 95 that's a simple thing okay my level of performance should be up to the 95% okay like my level of performance means how i will be writing my examination in the answer sheet when i will be in the examination room that will reflect that will 
obviously directly relate with the marks that I'll be getting in my annual exam in one subject and if I am getting the consistent marks for example 95 marks in each subject that will finally give me the cumulative percentage of 95 in my final exams I hope it makes sense students because uh, we are trying to understand this whole concept at the grassroots level okay at the deepest level so suppose if it's complicated for you let me know because uh, I I always believe that you have to you should understand the things at the very grassroots level so that you can once you have understood the things clearly then it is very easy for us to apply them to execute them but if you are not if you are not understandable if you are not understanding the concept then obviously uh, it's we will be taking actions but whether those actions will be in the right directions whether those actions will be correct actions whether those actions will be enough for you to get your desired result they all will be the questions okay so that's why we are discussing this whole concept in that way anyhow but if you face any trouble you can let me know okay so this was the concept of defining the goal statement we have defined the goal statement today and uh, now in the next step we shall be discussing the different factors that will determine the performance during our examination and based on that we will later on chalk out the different activities or the different actions that we shall be take we shall be taking throughout the year at the time of our preparation in order to get our desired marks all right so thank you so much students let's get connected later on okay bye take care everyone hello students i welcome you again to my podcast so in today's podcast we shall be discussing the factors that determine your performance likewise uh, what we discussed in our previous podcast was that uh, we had defined our goal statement that uh, we have to like i have to score 95% marks in my board exams so that means i have to score 95 marks in each and every subject on an average and how i will score 95% marks that will be determined by my performance during the examination when i'll be writing my answer sheet so how my performance will be my performance will determine whether i deserve 95 marks in that respective paper or not i hope it's clear so now students let us now understand the different factors that will determine our performance or my performance during any particular exam because these factors will make my performance strong strong enough that i can score 95 marks in that exam and overall cumulatively if i score the 95 marks in all the exams so definitely my goal statement my goal will be achieved that i had score 95% marks in my board exams so for this as per my understanding there are four factors that determine performance of anyone during the examination room the first factor is understanding of questions understanding of questions means uh, like you understood 
the questions you are understanding the questions very well okay like uh, you are reading questions properly and you are understanding it very very well that what this question is asking you to write that is an important thing sometimes uh, something different thing some different aspect is mentioned in the question and we uh, just uh, assume it to be some other thing and we write answer accordingly and obviously that leads let's that leads to loss of marks and that's a typical silly mistake concept that we discuss so we should avoid it definitely you can't you can't uh, you know like uh, you can't do such kind of mistake you should not do this kind of mistake definitely it needs a little bit of practice but uh, yes we should understand our questions properly we should understand the pattern of examination properly how many questions you have to do in uh, section a how many questions you have to do in section b what are the marks of the questions so understanding of the pattern of the examination understanding of the questions properly these both will be like you can say these both are the first factors that uh, directly influence your performance so if you haven't understood the question properly you are bound to write the wrong answer and hence you will lose your marks as simple as that so understanding of questions properly this is the first thing that should be taken care of after this after you have understood the questions properly next is what that uh, the second step or the second thing that uh, the second factor that determines and which is one of the most important factor again in fact all the factors are important but yes this factor has a very deep emphasis that is the memory memory means how much you remember you have understood the question properly but you don't remember any point with respect to the answer that you should write for that question the question is asking you something like uh, any any question it could be okay when akbar came to india just a random question or any other question but if you don't have any memory of it so obviously you won't be able to write it that's very obvious thing so memory is the second most important factor that defines our performance during the examination room third one could be our presentation skills presentation skills include that uh, the writing of our answers how well we are numbering the questions and uh, are we writing in the correct manner like sometimes we uh, change the order of the answers that may lead to troubles for the examiner so i hope we should not follow it are we doing lots and lots of cuttings in the answer key or uh, um we are uh, uh, not taking care of uh, proper like uh, drawing uh, columns nicely with using scales or um, <coughs> drawing diagrams properly properly means in a sense that they should be understandable like uh, there should not be too much uh, uh, you can say that uh, we don't want too much artistic level of performance but at least it should be digestible by the examiner who will be checking your paper 
so he should not face any trouble while checking the paper that is the major motto and the fourth aspect or the fourth factor that determines our performance is the time management how well we manage our time how well we manage the duration of our examination so that we complete our paper on time along with this we also have extra 10 minutes or 15 minutes time to recheck our answers to recheck our answers and do necessary corrections so these are the four factors that determines our performance in upcoming podcast we shall be understanding these individual factors one by one and how we can enhance how we can make how we can strengthen those factors throughout our preparation so that right during the time of our examination when we are sitting on the examination table and we are writing our answers our performance should be up to the level that we can easily score the desired goal that we want okay so thank you so much students let's get connected soon bye everyone hello students i welcome you all back to my podcast and uh, students in today's podcast as i have told you in the previous one we shall be discussing each factor one by one or and uh, plus also how we can improve them so the first one is uh, like uh, in the previous podcast i told you about uh, the four factors uh, that determine our performance while writing the examination so the first factor was understanding of questions understanding of questions is a very simple concept it's obviously not a very big thing you are reading a question and you should be able to understand it now it's become it's very easy to understand the questions when they are just a plain simple question for example what is so and so thing or write define this or what do you understand by this and what is the difference between this and this it's very easy but uh, they become complicated like uh, some examiners they actually make such kind of questions to uh, make you confuse okay they want you to get confused so uh, we often see such kind of questions in competitive exams so anyhow uh, the only trick that works to make our understandability of questions properly is that we should start practicing reading questions at least 3 times at least 3 times like uh, whenever we are reading any question we should read them at least 3 times and then we should write down the answer of that question i am i know that uh, in the very beginning it will be a little bit weird that how it is possible or like it will take your time but it's important students like uh, this thing happens like this it's very it's like there is one concept of uh, there is one concept uh, which is called the concept of familiarity familiarity means what uh, like uh, uh, for example whenever we read any question we often uh, consider it or we often understand it with the memory which is inside our mind like uh, maybe the question is asking something else which of the following is not the correct option uh, of uh, the working of human brain for example and uh, we have read that question in a bit hurry and we have maybe we have presumed it that in the question it is written which of the following is the correct option with respect to the working of human brain like i'm just giving you a random example of it 
so you can think about it like this thing happens and uh, once you will start solving the questions of uh, competitive exams or uh, some complex questions which are shared by your teachers to you then you will definitely understand that yes the questions are telling something else okay and uh, in the beginning it may happen it will i'm sure that it happens with most of us that uh, in the very first time sometimes we don't understand the question properly and uh, uh, we presume it and we write it down as per the like we familiarize the question like we consider ki this would be the question okay like it's 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 obviously students it's a reflex action that happens in our mind like uh, uh, it's very difficult to break down that process at this moment also we can understand it at the uh, from the neurology neurological perspective also but however just try to keep let's keep it very simple that uh, it happens students this thing is very common like maybe in our board exams or in our any exam maybe one out of 10 question would be something like this only although its answer is very straightforward and direct like uh, there was one question uh, which was solved by one of some of my students uh, that uh, um, who was the discoverer of the cell organelle which is associated with the formation of lysosomes or it was not like that which is associated with the formation of the cell organelles uh, that helps in uh, breakdown of uh, different parts inside the cell like it was something like that so uh, means this is a biological question students i am not sure how many of you will get it but uh, this is a question from biology but anyhow uh, like see you can see this, this question has a little bit deeper understanding like uh, the students are asked to tell that who is the discoverer of a particular thing which is responsible for some other thing which has this role means if you can think what i am trying to say if you are able to understand it that uh, i hope you are getting it students like how this question is a little bit uh, you can say uh, a kind of a jumping question like means uh, from one aspect we are going to one second aspect from that aspect we are going to third aspect and you have to answer the the question the major question lies on the first aspect that uh, again if i repeat this question for your understanding that who is the discoverer of part a which is responsible for part b which is responsible for uh, sorry who is the uh, developer uh, who is the discoverer of part a which is responsible for part a which is responsible for development of part b that do function c inside the cells of living beings so maybe in a single go you will consider that uh, it is something else but once you read it two times three times minimum three times if i say then definitely you understand the question in the best manner so i hope this thing makes sense students uh, you will understand its significance uh, if you start practicing this concept and uh, i hope in future podcast some day or other we shall be doing certain questions also with regard to biology as i am a biology teacher so if any one of you are from the biological background then definitely you will understand those concepts in a better way and maybe maybe we shall be doing some other subjects questions also maths physics chemistry that is obvious for me so you will understand these concepts in a better way then 
so i hope students you got something from today's podcast okay whatever we have discussed in this podcast so just try it just apply it if you face any trouble if you face any if you have any question you can just mail me uh, you can just note down my email id that is anshul m chavla anshul m chavla at the rate gmail.com anshul m chavla it's a n s h u l m chavla c h a w l this is one single word in small letters a n s h u l m c h a w l a anshul m chavla at the rate gmail.com so you can just mail me if you have any query if you have to ask anything or if you want any such kind of help from my side like suppose you want some kind of complicated questions in the f- subjects like physics chemistry maths and biology okay i am from scientific background students so i won't be able to give you a good help in other subjects if you want you can ask me those questions also i will try to help you if i am because i have some friends from other background also so maybe if it would be possible for me definitely i will help you out in that case also but if you are from pcmb background engineering maths background or medical background whatever so you can definitely ask me your question you can definitely ask me like what i am trying to tell you you can if you want any kind of help so you can just connect with me all right thank you so much students see you all in next podcast bye everyone have a great day god bless you welcome back students i hope everyone of you are doing well everything is fine in your life and hope you are studying well all right so students uh, in today's podcast we shall be discussing on the factor number 2 that is memory this uh, concept is in continuation with my previous podcast so if you don't know something about it so i would recommend you to kindly check my those podcast so that you can understand the concept in detail in today's podcast all right so let's start so as i have already told you students that uh, there are four factors that determine our performance while writing answers in our exams while solving our examination paper right on the examination room however there are some other factors also that we shall be covering but yeah we are right now talking about the major ones so in the previous podcast we talked about the concept of understanding of questions and i told you that you can make you can start practicing reading questions three times to make understanding of questions a better like you can understand the questions in a better way now in today's podcast we shall be discussing on the second very important very very important factor and this factor is students uh, this factor demands a lot of efforts lot of efforts but yeah if you are doing those efforts in the smarter way definitely it, those efforts won't be too much as per my understanding so this concept is about the concept of memory memory means you know the answer like you have a, you have read the question you have understood the question now you know the answer so my simple question is student that when you will know the answer if you can think about you will know the answer if you had done your revisions properly throughout the year that's why i was saying that it's a bit it's a task like which will require efforts from your side because revision is obviously uh, one of the most neglected habits of most of the students and not only students students like as a teacher me also i am also suffer from this kind of a thing 
but with time i have tried to make it make it better and better but still i would say that it's not only for students like it's a human tendency like revising is something uh, um stuff like if somebody is really mastered it if somebody really mastered the concept of revising and if he is revising not mastering is not a correct word like if somebody is revising his topics religiously rigorously frequently whatever you want to say definitely it would be very easy for him or her to excel in the examinations so the concept of memory is directly based on the quality of your revisions the revisions that you have done throughout your year see students whenever we are reading something or whenever we are learning whenever we are attending the lectures there are two concepts there are two functions of our brain one function is understanding like now i'm i'm not talking regarding the understanding of the questions that we have discussed in the previous podcast i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like what you are doing when you are studying when you are preparing for the exams throughout the year so how we study for example we go to classes we attend the lectures and we understand the topics obviously if you have any doubt you ask with your teacher and uh, the doubt is resolved and things become fine that is the concept of understanding but uh, what happens often we as a human we get confused between these two aspects of studies understanding and memorizing or these two functions of brain we get confused like it's the same thing happened with me also like what does it mean see uh, like whenever we are attending any lectures whenever we are attending any lecture and uh, the teacher is teaching us in a good manner and uh, uh, we are able to understand his topics like okay so he's telling us this he's telling us this but that is understanding that is not memorizing memorizing would be when i ask you the topic that he taught you in that class suppose you had this class on uh, first week of june let's suppose any any example first week of june you had this class in first week of june and i am asking you that question the same question after 4 months or 5 months your teacher told me uh, told you that uh, this is a particular thing again if i take an example of any xyz subject let's suppose physics so the teacher told you that uh, this is the concept of newton's laws or newton's uh, second law and this is its uh, significance this is its application and you understood it in the class but will you be able to recall this answer if i ask you the question regard related to the newton's law after 4 months or after 5 months like in the month of november suppose after 5 months in the month of november your teacher asked you that question there is students we have discussed this topic in the month of june about the newton's law and you have written the notes also and you have done all the activities related to that so tell me the answer what was the application of newton's second law and now you are blank okay that is the problem when we don't do revisions frequently or when we don't revise our topics seriously or when we are not doing any revisions that becomes the major issue and so this thing should be sorted out it's very important that we can sort out this problem and the only way is like there is no shortcut students as we um you have heard this concept that there is no shortcut for success and that's true also students there is no shortcut for success those who are becoming successful if they are organically becoming successful organically means if they are really becoming successful um by their 
own efforts then definitely they have put their hard works otherwise there are certain people like who do some kind of mischievous activities to become successful but that's not the right way that's not the correct option obviously because instead of being successful before becoming successful we have to be good at heart also okay because before becoming good for the world we should be good for ourselves so obviously that is obviously not our goal so that organic success need sacrifice need efforts and that efforts is very essential when we in order to build the memory the memory is the concept that is very very essential because if you don't know the answer if you don't know that fact how will you write it in the examination you have understood the question there is a question what is pollination there is a question what is pollination so if anybody of you is from the biological background you should think about it if you know the answer that means your revision is good and if there is a student from biological background if they don't know the answer then obviously you have not done your revisions properly and if somebody is from any other background then obviously since they have not ever came across this word pollination so that is not in their memory so definitely they won't be able to answer it so take it seriously students that revision should be done properly throughout the year make it a habit whenever your teacher teach you something you should have an habit of doing the revision of that particular thing and there is one method of revision students that you want you can develop but that method also requires some kind of an efforts that you will have to revise a particular thing at least 5 times at least 5 times that is a you can say the 5 times revision method you can say and uh, this kind of revision is something like this like for example if today is june 1 and uh, your teacher taught you something in the class so you have to do first revision today that is on june 1 the second revision of the same topic that was taught on june 1 will be done on june 2 the second day the day after june 1 the third revision of again the same topic that was taught on june 1 should be done on june you can say 3 days after june 2 like that will be june 5 the fourth revision you can do one week after june 5 that will be maybe you can say june 12 and the last revision you will do one month after june 12 that will be july 12 so the topic that was taught to you in the class on june 1 you can do its five revisions in this manner this is one method of doing revision and one more method that you can uh, if you want you can follow is that revising is a process okay when we are revising any particular topic there is a process like how we revise like generally we revise by reading something okay by reading uh, like you have a notes you have notes of uh, you have written down the notes and you are revising it you are just reading them there could be two methods of revising either it is like reading method reading method means like you are just reading the topics that is also good but that is not that much effective instead the better method is recalling method recalling method means what whenever you write the notes now this is one thing that you can try it out whenever you write the notes you can leave certain spaces in between and you can create questions from those notes okay you can create questions on those notes like your teacher taught you something 
that there are three laws of Newton that were given by Newton. The first law, the second law, the third law. First law states this, second law states this, third law states this. So, you are writing these notes, maybe you have written these notes or if, you have, if your teacher is not giving you the notes, then uh, maybe you have your book, there you have studied this concept. So, you can make small questions of them. How many laws of Newton's there are, like how many laws of Newton's have been, uh, you can say, discovered, whatever. And uh, what is the definition of Newton first law or what is the statement of Newton second law, what is the statement of Newton third law. And when you will be revising, when you will be revising this topic, you won't be revising your notes. Instead, you will be reading the questions and you will be answering them in your mind. How many laws of Newton are there? There are three laws of motion and there are three laws of, three laws of Newton that was proposed by Newton. And uh, what is the definition of the first law of Newton? So you have, read, uh, you have read this question and now you are answering it in your mind. The first law of, of Newton states that so and so. Okay, any object which will be in the state of rest will continue in the state of rest and so and so, whatever is our answer. Then again, next question, next question. So this could be a very nice method of revision students. Now why it is important? Why this method is a very good method? Because in the same manner we work or our brain works when we are writing our examination. Like whenever you are in an examination room, you are reading the questions, you are trying to recall answer in your memory and you are writing those answers in your answer sheet. So this is a more or you can say this is very strong method of revision out of the two methods one is doing passive revision just reading out the topic just reading your notes or books and one is the active revision method like i will call it as an active method of revision the method of recalling so this is this should be done students so if i sum up whatever we have discussed in today's podcast it's something like this that memory obviously it's very important most important factor in fact 80% of the contribution or 80% of the success in any examination is determined by the memory so for that memory you will have to frequently revise your topics and revision could be done in a manner like there should be five revisions for every topic you can do five revisions for any particular topic whatever you have read in the manner like i told you the first revision should be on the very first day when the topic was taught the second revision could be on the next day the third revision would be on three days after the second day the fourth revision will be on one week after the third day and the last revision will be off the fifth revision will be on one month after the fourth day and how will you be revising you will be writing small questions you will be writing small small questions in your notes and when you will be revising just you have to read the questions just recall the answer in your memory if you want you can check out the answer in the notes whether you have called told in your memory is it correct or not and you can proceed so i hope students this concept helped you it has uh, given you some benefit just follow it just follow it and see the magic what happens okay so all right students take care everyone may god bless you all see you all next time bye hello students welcome back to my podcast i hope all of you are doing great students in uh, today's podcast we shall be discussing the third factor that determine our performance during examination and uh, this factor is called
presentation presentation means an obvious thing that uh, we should take care of certain things or whatever you can say certain concepts certain things or uh, certain points while writing our answers in the answer sheet so today we shall be discussing something about subjective exams we won't be discussing about objective exam so first of all like i would like to say like first of all we shall be discussing those points that is important for subjective exams because in subjective exams there are many things that could be taken into consideration and then we shall be discussing about objective exams also and uh, mind that students whatever points i am sh i am sharing with you these all are from as per my understanding like as a teacher as an exam exam in uh, like uh, the person who check the papers or uh, as a student whatever i have learned throughout uh, my life i am just sharing those points and maybe there would be some points that uh, you know already well and you might be applying them also might be following them also and there could be some other points that would be new to you and even if you uh, have some other points also in your mind you can share me in my email id that i have already shared in the previous last the second last podcast of uh, understanding the understanding one so you can just uh, go through it and you will get my email id there and you can just mail me if you have some other uh, concepts also plus there are many points students like almost there are 21 22 points so uh, it will be a big podcast it could be a very long podcast so i will be uh, making this podcast in few small small uh, like you can say in uh, small small units like it won't be uh, i would try to keep this podcast just uh, within the range of 10 minutes so that uh, at one time you understand just few points and try to apply them and then you can resume the next podcast or the manner whatever you want to do okay all right so whenever we talk about the concept of presentation so see it's basically certain points certain factors that we should follow while writing subjective exams or you can say your board exams school test subjective test so the first point is always write your answers in order always write your answers in order don't change the order of your answers see students our motive is to keep it as simple as for the examiner who will be checking our paper that he should not get confused while solving or oh sorry while checking our answer so sometimes what happens students this is out of my own experience i am a teacher so uh, like what happens sometimes any particular like students they write some answers they have written answer number 1 then answer number 2 then answer number 3 then for example they have written answer number 4 somewhere at the back of the answer sheet somewhere somewhere in between in between some other answer or whatever it might create confusion for an examiner to check your paper to check that answer and uh, see students uh, whenever we are studying whenever we are uh, studying for any any exam every half mark is also important students because it will also contribute to our final percentage so we should be smart enough to understand that we don't have to lose any mark so what happens when we change answer of the order uh, i'm sorry when i'm very sorry students i just jumbled it up when we change the order of the answer what happens that uh, it becomes 
maybe maybe your examiner uh, the person who is checking your paper maybe he will get the your answer then he can also check it but being human it could be a human error that you can say that might be he might missed your answer and uh, you lost your one mark or two mark half mark three mark whatever so this thing should not happen okay so this is the first point that you should keep in mind and uh, keep in your mind that do not change the order of your answers if you are not able to write any answer maybe in that moment or uh, you have written answer 1 answer 2 answer 3 and you are not able to recall answer number 4 leave the space leave the space and continue with answer number 5 but don't think to write that answer number 4 at the end or somewhere in between uh, of your answer sheet maybe after question number 15 or 18 i'll be writing answer number 4 or something like that it should not be there leave the line leave lines okay and continue with your answer number 5 6 7 8 and when you get time whenever you are able to when you will be having the last 15 minutes last 10 minutes to check your answer sheet then you can come and you can write down the answer that should be the first important thing okay so i hope you got it do not change the order of your answers always write your answers in order now the second thing second very important thing this is again very very important that i see as a teacher i see this in most of the students the mistake that do students i will just ask one question from you if you don't know the answer if you don't know the answer what do you do obviously we are not here to communicate with each other i won't be able to communicate so but it is just like just asking you the question and you can answer in your brain that what do you do you know the pattern you know your habit most of the students what they do they leave that answer but i am totally against it i am totally against it we should never leave any question unanswered if you don't know any answer students write down anything write down anything whatever you find relevant that can justify your question write it down ha condition applied there should not be any negative marking in that question like i am not talking about those questions where there is negative marking like any competitive exam and there is negative marking and uh, you don't know the answer and still you are attempting it no it's not like that there we can we should there we will be having some other approach to deal with such kind of questions or better to leave those questions but i am talking about those questions where there is no negative marking if there is no negative marking i humbly request you do not leave that answer if you don't know answer if you don't know the direct answer of that question like you don't know like there is something uh, for example a random question that uh, which of the following uh, which of the which is the largest country of the world for example and you don't know the direct answer write down anything students write down anything you don't know the direct answer maybe you know something relevant to it maybe okay maybe something like okay this could be a little bit uh, uh name the following kind of question if i tell you some other question like uh, uh, for example again if i talk from uh, the biology background that for example there is one question that what is respiration or what is breathing okay you breathing maybe we are familiar with this word so what is breathing and you don't have any proper answer about it so you can say that breathing is the process that is uh, very essential for survival of living beings and uh, in this process 
because of this process uh, we take air using our nose whatever like there is no answer there is no uh, concept of relevance that i can tell you like this students but yeah anything that is relevant anything that is relevant to that particular question you can write it down instead of just leaving it because what happens is students that uh, if we write down something there is a chance of getting at least partial marks okay the question is of two marks if you have not written the answer then obviously you are getting zero mark but if you have written the answer there is a chances of getting partial mark maybe half mark so what it's also a marks na even half mark is contributing in our overall percentage so why we should why should we leave it or if your luck is good if your luck is great then might be it it might be the case that uh, your answer is correct also whatever answer you have written that was absolutely correct and you got complete marks it may also happen which is very rare but it may happen or there could also be the third situation of human error like the examiner who is checking the paper might be he haven't read your answer properly might be might be according to him the answer was correct maybe maybe i'm not sure okay i can't say exactly what could be the scenario but yes it might happen and under those conditions obviously students you will get your marks you will get the marks but you have not written any answer that means you will be getting zero marks but if you have written the marks if you sorry if you have written the answer there is a probability you can get partial marks or even complete marks or even if you are getting zero mark for example for example if you even if you are not getting partial marks you have written something very weird very very non relevant stuff in your answer at least you have tried it from your behalf so this thing is important students very very important very 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 important please 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 do not leave any question unanswered okay if you don't know any answer write down anything that you think at that moment while solving the paper that you think that okay it's something relevant and i can write it so just do it students just follow this point okay keep this make this mantra of your life that i won't leave any question unanswered in those papers where there is no negative marking i won't leave any question unanswered in those papers where there is no negative marking if there is negative marking in the paper then certainly students there will be another approach so we are not discussing about those kind of papers right now we are discussing only about those papers where there is no negative marking so kindly mark this point okay and take care of it so this was the point number the second point okay that we have discussed then the next point that uh, is the point number 3 is that you should not write questions in your question paper like uh, sometimes this is a habit of students many of the students i'm not sure like uh, you will have to consult with your teachers also on this regard like as a teacher i don't find it useful i not at all entertain writing questions in the answer sheet it simply waste your time okay so if you have this habit consult your teacher if they are asking you to write down the questions then definitely you will have to do it because your teachers have like your marks are in in uh, your marks are in the hands of your teacher so you can't um, disobey them okay you will have to follow them but if there is no such criteria certainly avoid them okay because this will totally waste your time so that is the point number 3 
the next point is always write always write answer numbers properly okay this is also an important aspect students to write down the answer numbers properly like in the question the question number is written as 123 you should also write it as 123 in the answer sheets it's simple it's very simple thing to follow but yes it sometimes create confusion also if you don't write answer number properly it may confuse the examiner also because it might be that there is a question number 1 which has a sub question a and which has which has a sub sub question which is like like a roman 1 that's the answer number that's a question number and if you jumble it up then definitely it might create confusion for an examiner and students like i already told in the before we have to keep our paper our answer sheet as simple as possible for the examiner to check it it should not at all be burdensome for it all right so that is the point number 4 next point is point number 5 that you should write down the answer numbers or if you are drawing any bullets if you draw any bullets while writing your answers always write them down within the margins within the margins of the page of the answer sheet that is shared with you please uh, this thing should be taken care of students because again it better our presentation it makes our presentation good and uh, apart from this students like uh, sometimes this thing also happen like if you write down the answer number outside the margin and based on like you have a something a different kind of a writing so obviously it might create confusion also so avoid it okay students don't do such kind of a thing always write down your answer numbers everything within the margin so that was our another point so like in this podcast we shall be ending up here only students whatever points we have discussed other further points we shall be discover, discussing in our next podcast okay so thank you so much students take care and we'll see you in the next podcast bye everyone